What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Raw Review, where I read, analyze, and review requested novels. Last week, we started a new book, Brain on Fire, and I gave a quick synopsis of what was going on in part one. It's been a week, and now it's time to dive deep into part two, where all of the juicy stuff occurs. So let's jump right into it. So at the end of part one, we learn that Susanna, the main character, has contracted some sort of disease that has impaired her focus and receptiveness, as well as affecting the way her daily life is, meaning she hasn't been able to take care of herself. Susanna now stays at the hospital full-time after her seizure with Stephen. She is in the epileptic unit where they monitor her brain with wires 24-7. Her mom has found plenty of doctors to be on the quote-unquote team, and with endless tests and worsening symptoms, no one has been able to figure out what's wrong with her. While Susanna stays at the hospital, she tries multiple times to escape. She believes to think that people are trying to hurt her, which leads the doctors to believe that she is psychotic. But later, they realize that this is not the case. As the days go on, she starts to lose most of her cognitive abilities, and she gets to a really low point. More people start to visit her, and keep her company like her friends from work in college. She also builds two strong relationships with the nurses. Stephen has stuck by her side through it all, even though it's been extremely tough. For me, it'd be beyond difficult to see the person you love turn into this emotionless and incoherent stranger. He always reiterates, though, that he still loves her. He always reiterates, though, that he still sees her in there, even though it's distant. He makes her stay a little easier by laying with her at night and soothing her. Susanna's parents talk about how he helps with her cope many times. The mom, for the most part, has stayed the same, very worrisome person, and adamant about the doctors she sees. Towards the end of part two, when it's been the most hard, she stepped back a little because she couldn't bear to see her daughter like that. In turn, her father, who at one time was extremely distant with her, has shown the most development. He connected with Susanna at the hospital when he broke down and cried with the doctor and her, and then he started to become attached to her. In a way, the lack of knowledge about Susanna was a down-to-earth for him, and he decided to cherish her even more. He let his emotions consume him in a good way. Towards the end of the part, Dr. Najar comes into the picture and runs multiple tests and goes down multiple roads in an attempt to determine what was wrong with Susanna. He had an idea of what could be wrong with her that correlated with her early symptoms that the other doctors overlooked. Susanna had what is called anti-NMDA receptor encephalitis. It was an autoimmune virus that was basically her body fighting against her brain. Half of her brain was inflamed, or otherwise known as on fire. This explains her numbness on her left side and her impaired vision. When Dr. Najar explained that, it was good and bad news because they finally had a name for what was wrong. But Susanna has to do multiple treatments in order to repair her body up to 90% of what it was originally. She was able to return home, too. Everything did not go back to normal, though, and part two ended with her still not having barely any cognitive ability or emotion. But she was able to sing some of a song with Stephen, so she was still in there somewhere. Like I said earlier, the most development throughout the story has been Susanna's father. He was once detached and emotionless, but everything changed like a switch throughout the process, and he is now connected with Susanna in a different way. 
I brought him in to answer a few questions because it's been a long and confusing ride in the last month. Thank you for coming, Mr. Kahalen. You are one strong individual, that is for sure. First of all, I wanted to say that I'm extremely happy for you that Susanna was finally diagnosed after all of that. How has that process been for you? First off, thank you for having me. I'm happy to share our story. So originally, we had a huge team of doctors monitoring and trying to figure out my daughter's sickness. We all knew something was wrong about a week in because she stopped being able to talk clearly and she never showed any emotion and eventually she couldn't even read, so we were very worried about her. When Dr. Najar came into the picture, he performed a few tests and then a brain biopsy confirming what he thought was wrong with her. And let me just tell you, me and her mother were apprehensive and beyond scared because Susanna hasn't ever been under like that, let alone have her head be opened up. There was a lot of hesitation, but we agreed to it and everything went well and the results proved the doctor's diagnosis. It was certainly a huge roller coaster for all of us. And for me as a parent, it ate me up seeing her like that. So just to have a name for what was wrong with Susanna was like winning the lottery. Of course, the journey was not over and there was a whole lot of treatment that went into recovery, but at least it was something. Of course, it must have been tough on all of you, but things started to look up slightly. In the book, your evolving connection with Susanna was highlighted. What was that click for you to connect with her? Um, I think it started early when I realized that things were going downhill fast without any explanation. And then I realized that I wasn't there for most of her childhood emotionally. And so when she got to the point where she was helpless, I, I just broke down and told myself that now is when she needs me the most. So I guess I just stepped up and started being there for her. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I cried and I prayed a lot. And her mother was to the point where she had to take a step back because this was a lot for everyone. So I filled in because I'm her father. Sure, Susanna needed me, but it's as if I needed her more. Nothing was as important as her just staying alive. That's a huge deal and very important as a father to be there, so I respect that. You refer a lot in the book about still seeing a little bit of Susanna in her, even though she is mostly a stranger. How does she show that? Well, every once in a while, she will crack a joke or smile about something especially when Steven is around. He told me the other day that when they were in the car, they were listening to his favorite song, and she started singing with him, and, and that's when I knew that she was still in there. In the beginning, she was lost, though, and we didn't have a clue where her mind was at or anything, so I guess it was just hard to see the light. Okay, thank you for talking to me and giving me an inside scoop in your life. It's good to spread awareness about this type of thing to prevent and help others suffering with unknown conditions. There is always hope. Just don't look down. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. So, so far we have read up to part two and checked up on a vital character in Susanna's journey. Throughout the whole middle of the book, the overall theme has been overcoming adversity and not losing hope too soon. Had the Cahalans done that, Susanna might have never been the same, but they rode the roller coaster and might have a happier ending than what was expected. Part two is definitely the deepest and most hard to read, but it showed the most of the journey throughout her suffering and the never-ending tests and unknown and unanswered questions. Susanna was lost, but she is getting closer to being found again. In next week's cast, we will go over part three and watch the recovery take place, as well as her relationship with others mending back together. The book will start to wrap up and her end result will be revealed, as well as how she has changed as a person 
and her reflection among it all. Lastly, we will be interviewing Susanna and answer all of the readers' questions about what it was like in her shoes. Thank you guys so much for listening, and remember to keep reading and expanding your brain. See you next time on Raw Review.